The King's Kids are a punk band based out of Salinas, California. I've got them trapped in the back of my van enjoying the air conditioning, and I'm not going to let them out until they bare their souls to uh, listeners of The Antidote. Can you guys introduce yourselves and tell us who we're missing? Um, I'm Jason Martinez. I'm lead vocalist. I'm uh, Josh Galvin, guitar player, and we are missing Lupe, the bass player, and Milo, the drummer. They've been left out in the heat. You guys have a lot of longevity as a band. You started in what, 2004? Yeah, it's it's been seven years. Yeah, we started 2004. Who started the idea of the King's Kids? The idea was definitely uh, it was a calling that the Lord put on my heart that I, I didn't really see coming at the time. I've, I've been singing in punk bands for about 20 years. I'm 35, so it's most of my life. I had got out of the punk scene for about about three years actually and during that time is when I came to Christ. I used to be in other really crazy bands that uh, were definitely not Christian. I had been married for a few years and uh, wasn't divorced but we separated because the lifestyle that that I had before I came to Christ and during our separation a good friend of mine named Kenneth Andre Penn he discipled me for a year and we read the Bible every morning, afternoon, and night. My wife wasn't around, so he was pretty much introducing me to the new me, and it was it was all fresh and new. Basically, the name The King's Kids came from him always telling me when I was having a bad day or going through a really rough time in my life. He said, always remember, you're one of The King's Kids. And so that's where the name came from. The band was started at Spirit West Coast one year because... I went there and there were some punk rockers walking around and I asked them, are there any Christian punk bands here? And they said, no, all the Christian punk is dead. You know, all the bands that used to be around are not around anymore. You, you caught it too late. I said, oh, it's too bad because, you know, I really like punk rock. Um, they said, yeah, you know, you should make a new band. I said, oh, well, you know, I'm not really doing it anymore. That same day, Delirious was on stage and the singer said, we need warriors for Christ. And I felt like he was pointing at me. I started getting like weird feeling when he was looking down at the crowd. I really felt like, you know, it was one of those moments, like the sun's like shining down and God's saying like, I need you to go back. The first time I heard the voice, I, I'm going to be honest, I, I ignored it the first time I heard it because my marriage was finally back together and we had just got our apartment back together, living a wonderful life, both walking with Christ, going to church for the first time. My life was so nice that I really had no reason to go back to punk rock. It pretty much destroyed my marriage. It wasn't something that I wanted to do. But God called me to go back again. A week and a half later, I was sitting on the couch doing nothing, and I heard the same voice tell me to go back. And the second time, I realized, okay, this is definitely God, and he's serious about this. So I had a talk with my wife, and uh, she agreed to support me in it. And the ministry started seven years ago because God called me to do a, a Christian punk rock band. I told my wife, I'm going to do a new band. And right away, she started crying. She said, why would you even consider that after everything we've been through? I said, no, this band's not about me. I said, this band, it's going to be about God. And God's calling me to do a Christian punk band and go back to the scene where I came from. And my wife, it was very hard for her to support it right away. But after talking to other Christian uh, elders came to our house and prayed for us and they said if he's truly feeling the calling from Jesus to do this then you have to support him in it even if it's difficult so she agreed to support me in it and uh, the King's Kids was started but there is becoming a bit of a resurgence in punk 
you know, there was a couple of years where we couldn't get gigs with that many punk bands, but now there's a lot of punk bands coming out again, and it feels really good to be able to call up a few bands and do punk shows together again. So, How do you describe your style of punk music? I'd say the King's Kids is definitely have an old-school punk rock sound. We get compared to 77-style punk a lot. That's the stuff I grew up listening to, uh, Josh too. A lot of the good stuff, like The Clash, Ramones, Sex Pistols, all that era of punk. The King's Kids signed to Thumperpunt Records for the release of your second album, Set Sail and Seek. How did that deal come about? David Aaron is an old punk rocker who grew up listening to Christian punk rock. He collected, you know, the Altar Boys and, uh, you know, all, all the goodies, Can Noise and the lead undercover and um which is interesting because he's a lawyer not that long ago probably about two years ago he just felt he wanted to do give back and do some kind of ministry with the stuff that he loved growing up so he started a christian punk rock label uh he found out about us and was really excited he wanted to help us out and just uh take it off take off with it it's it's grown and it's still going on speaking about the new album what was it like working with Cliffy Huntington, ex of the Huntingtons, as your producer on Set, Sail, and Seek? It was interesting because we caught Cliffy in a kind of a weird spot because he was in the process of moving. But he was excited to do the project. It just took a while because he was getting his uh, home situated. And he and we've known that he's been doing it for a long time. He's done a lot of bands, Christian and secular. And, and we knew that he'd do a good job. And... We figure, hey, if there's somebody that would know the style and know what to do, it'd be Cliffy. When we saw the list of bands that he worked with, I mean, there was no question that he could do the job. You know, Street Dogs was in there too, and Dropkick Murphys, which definitely were bands that we listened to. It was a definite yes all around. <laughs> 6 a.m. has to be the catchiest song on the new album. I find myself on driving down the highway and singing along with the chorus, and I'm not going to sing it right now because that would be too embarrassing. But singing 6 a.m. in the morning, seriously now, are you guys ever up on the road at 6 a.m. in the morning? 6 a.m., actually, no, we're, no, we're not on the road. <laughs> well, this week we are. We've been, we've been traveling. Um, 6 a.m. is actually a song that the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night, and I hit record. I have, like, this cassette deck recorder from Radio Shack. It's very old school. I mean, it's no joke. You know, the Lord will wake me up out of my sleep sometimes or when I'm driving somewhere in my car and, and I have to hit record. I was literally sleeping and 6 a.m. the melody came to me like in a dream sort of, like I was I was asleep and something told me to get up and record it and I was half asleep. I think I almost tripped getting out of bed and I hit record and I always have it right next to the bed. So that's why it's called 6 a.m. because I w- was woken up to <laughs> sing this melody and um, I brought it to Josh and we came up with the chorus together. I remember I had other parts of the song and he's like, why don't we just say, you know, 6 a.m. in the morning. Because we didn't really know. It was funny because it wasn't supposed to be titled 6 a.m. It was just this song that I wrote at 6 a.m. and then we said, why don't we just call it 6 a.m.? It just worked. The King's Kids broke out of the punk mold when you recorded The Lighthouse. Why did you choose to do an acoustic song? As much as I love punk rock, I love to just sit down on my couch and just play the acoustic guitar and slow everything down. As far as breaking out of the mold, uh, I guess I have to thank The Clash and other bands like that who just broke the mold themselves and kind of shaped the way punk went on over the years. And 
it just was fast three chords. It was slow three chords and pianos and everything else, tambourines. And I just thought, well, hey, you know what? It's been done. So, you know, it's good to just rock out and have a good time on the album and on stage. And sometimes it's just nice to, uh, to just calm down and just, and just let the, the music flow acoustically. So that's how that came about. What are the future plans for the King's Kids? I'm about to have a King's Kid of my own, actually. <laughs> um, my wife is pregnant back home, and uh, we're going to have a baby girl here in two months. Yeah, and as far as the future, I, I would say that we got this far, and we've only got this far because the, the calling's been there. It's all up in God's hands. That's pretty much uh, the bottom line, really. <laughs> This is The Antidote, and I'm Dave Hawkins. We've been speaking with the punk band, The King's Kids, tonight. Guys, thanks for sharing your time, and I know you've had a tough four days driving here. But guys, thanks again. Uh, yeah, as far as The King's Kids, just like Josh said, we always said it one way, like, Christ never gave up on us, so we're not going to give up on him. And so The King's Kids will keep going because Christ has never given up on us. Uh, thanks for having us. Uh, it's a blessing.